All aboard! This is Pallone and Chubby, episode 67. This week we do a heart-stirring tribute to Tony Salas, Pallone's dad. On this episode, we celebrate the life, the love, the mission of the man. We take an inbound call from Catherine Levinson, Pallone's sister, who talks about the love and the life. So sit back and listen to this tribute to Tony Salas, friend of the show. This is Pallone and Chubby, episode 67. Watch what we do. Check us out. It's the Pelone and Chubby Show with your hosts, Rick Salas and Guy Murray, talking about comedy and everything that crosses their mind. It's the Pelone and Chubby Show. And we're live. Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of the Pelone and Chubby Show. I'm Rick Salas. And I'm Guy Murray. And tonight we are here, just the two of us again, uh, doing our thing. On Facebook Live right there, you're looking at us. That is a live recording. Uh, it is our behind-the-scenes shot of the recording of our podcast yeah. on Podbean. You can go on Podbean and check out every episode through number 66. I did. And realize. check them out. Go on there. It is absolutely free. You can donate a couple bucks if you choose to. But uh, it is 100% free, and it has uh, a year plus of uh, episodes. Some of them are absolutely incredible the rest are just good so uh it uh it is an excellent show guy guy does all the producing all the editing all that good stuff so uh we owe that to him for it sounding more professional than the facebook live but the facebook live is a chance for us to sit around and have a drink with you and you see what it is that we do so i like it uh just a a note uh, i am doing the clean show like i said uh we are not going to have any swearing or uh, any of the normal dirty material that we may do on, on occasions. Uh, and we're going to try and keep it as upbeat and as dry as possible. I can't promise anything. Uh, Pops died on Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, 11 o'clock. Uh, some of you know him as Tony Salas, coach. Uh, some of you know him as Adolfo Salas. Uh, he uh, passed away Saturday, 11 o'clock, like I said. And... Uh, at first, it really didn't hit me like, you know, like I thought it might, like super hard or anything. But uh, as the numbness wears off and the reality sets in and uh, all the memories start to kick in, uh, you start to lose it a little bit. And so uh, I promise not to make it too depressing. Uh, but I want to dedicate this show uh, to my dad and all the great memories uh, that we had uh, growing up. And uh, maybe my brothers and sister will call in or something and say something, or if anybody else wants to call in or type something in uh, that they remember from my dad, something that, uh, you know, he said to him or did or whatever that, uh, you know, mattered in their life. You know, feel free. Or if 
if uh, you didn't like the guy, whatever, go, you can call in. Call in. <laughs> you can call in, too, and give your little... He's gone now. He can't do nothing to you. So uh, you can call in and say whatever you like. Uh, it's wide open. You can call on the phone, the number guy. Uh, give him the number. It's 760-565-5713. Pallone and Chubby. Or you can just type it on uh, Facebook Live. Or text me at 760-681-6633, and you can just say whatever you want to say on there, and then I can read it, uh, you know. And then I'm going to let my mom, she's never seen my show for reasons, uh, I'm going to let her watch the show so she'll hear some of the things that people are saying, which would be nice. That'll be great. Yeah, so uh, we're going to get this show going. Uh, there's a couple other deaths since we're on that subject that we're going to uh, talk about. But uh, first, uh, let's hear from uh, Guy uh, Chubby what, uh, what's going on in his week and how things are going and what's up. Well, uh, it's been a long time since I've been in the house, been in on the, on the podcast uh, with the holidays and with the, all the functions um, that I was partaking. And his moonlighting. Moonlighting. Man, it's been an amazing trip getting through the holidays. And now we're in a new year, and we're ready to keep rocking. Um, so just this past week, um, had the uh, opportunity to celebrate the new year, just a nice quiet thing with, uh, with the family, family in tow. And uh, we had, uh, you know, our, our shakeups with, with the family and the family structure, but uh, we're going to figure that out, and it's just going to make the best of it this year. Um, <clears throat> the, my 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 I don't know what to call him. He's not my son-in-law. He's not yet. He's the betrothed. I don't know. He's my daughter's boyfriend, and he has a he has um, caused a couple couple of issues. But he's gonna stand. He's gonna hopefully stand up and be that person, be that guy. And and I'm looking forward to that. I I, I have patience. I have empathy, and I am also resourceful. So I mean, I, it's just. Tolerance and patience on my half. So hopefully he can be the man that my daughter hopes he is. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Sometimes, uh, you know, you have hopes and stuff. I mean, obviously it's your daughter, right? Yeah. No, I mean, no one ever is going to be as good as you want them to right. be. You know, that's my baby. And so I expect a lot more. But that's the person she loves and that's the person she's trying to commit to. And um, it's just... You know, you have Stuff. to deal with that. Stuff. You, you got to be understanding, supportive of her and what she wants. But at the same time, you don't want to see her make mistakes and stuff that we've made. Yep. And and so you try and uh, intervene. And then, you know, it's inevitable that uh, sometimes you're going to come off as the, uh, the person that uh, is just looking out for your interest and being selfish and you don't understand. And no, he's really not what you think. Bye bye bye. You know. Yeah, no, that's that's the toughest part. You yeah. know, I mean, he's a great guy, um, but then all of her boyfriend choices have always been. Are you sure it's this guy? <laughs> you know, right. I gotta, I get, I get kind of get kind of tilted on that. And Why so, don't I see all the people that are on there? Dude? Well, I, I, you joined from your page. You're watching it from your page, so you should be able to see it. But since you're not hosting it on your phone, you can't see all those comments. So we're going to have you guys chime in and say something so Rick can let you know you're there. So you just type us um, hello from where you're calling us from, hello where you're typing in from, 
You can see them all. I can't see them over there. No, on your phone? No, I can't. I only see me and you. I only see two. I see Jay the Fever Men. The Fever Beaver's there. I see that. And I see Kathy Salas. Oh, you do? Yeah. And Harry. What's up, Harry? Oh, that's actually Harry above. Harry Burks, what's up, dog? And I'm not sure if that's Miss Boston Jones. No. She, uh... We have some frequent listeners, and that's really great. And I appreciate you guys for stopping in and popping in. I tried to do a tried to do a watch party with this because people usually jump in. There we go. Lehan, she's that's my uh, daughter. Okay, Leanne. Leanne. Okay, no H there. Well, I can't. Hell, welcome. Thank you, thank you, Leanne, for that for that high and tap in. Hey, babe. Okay. All right. Feverman is stuck at home. at home, but hey, we got you now. Thank you. And anyway, so what, what else on the week, during the week? What's going on? That's it? Just a little bit of stress and grief? Stress and grief. You know, I, and then, you know, was had some extra time off from work. And uh-huh. so, yeah. Nice. Not, yeah, it's nice, you know, to give me a chance to reflect. And I got itchy, you know. I need to. I need to do some work, man. I need to do something. I got weeds and stuff you can pull. No, here. I can't pull no uh, weeds, man. I can't get around. Uh, yeah, I got the same knee problems you have. Right. Both of them. I'm starting to feel like my shoulder. Oh, see. So on my on my way to the show, I fell down some stairs. He took flight. I had the uh, an old man episode. He took flight. <laughs> and, and you know, as you get older, you get smarter, right? So you know you can't, uh, uh, like I'm falling and I can't get up, right? I had one of those moments. but he I stopped the little, fall. He I don't stopped have, the fall. I don't was... have the little button to push. No, I went down, but by the oh, time you... you got over there, I was oh, already okay. standing up. <laughs> so I can't let you see me laying on the no, ground, No, no, right? no. Yeah. But I ran over there like so, all-star with the camera. And yeah, everything. one leg went one way, the other leg went the other way, and Ouch. I didn't know I could stretch that far anymore. Ouch. But I, I, went, I took a dive down the stairs, and once you start going, as you get older, you just go with it. Yeah. You don't try and fight it. Yeah. You just you just try and be like a baby. You know how they say they're like jelly and they so, don't get hurt. So how many stairs? Well, I missed the last one, so it wasn't so, like a long fall. Oh, okay, okay. I you know, see. but my hands were full. Yeah. And I was trying to hold on to it. You know, so I didn't drop it, which didn't work. I mean, there was a thunderous crash. It, yeah. it scared me, man. I was yeah. like, oh, did the did the aquarium break or did the kids do something? Uh, just a couple of beers. And there was a scream. There was a scream that was restounded. But then everybody was like, what? Yeah. So. I was like, oh, I'm falling. I'm falling. <laughs> <laughs> so now I feel my wrist hurts. No, it's starting to come my on My elbow now. and shoulder. All of it's starting to fall fall in. Okay. Yeah, it's starting to hurt now. Need some salve on it? Yeah, so I need a little rub some, down, a little massage some, some Vicks vapor rub on it? Yeah. That's what mama always, yeah, little, re- always little, recommended for anything. A little 7-Up and some uh, and some Vicks, va- Vicks va- vapor, vapor rub. Vapor rub. Vapor rub. <laughs> 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 It'll take all the it pain away. everything. Yeah, so uh, uh, my week has been pretty much uh, at the hospital, uh, which I was called uh, to the hospital saying that uh, this was it, which if you, I don't know if you know my mom, uh, uh, we've been getting that call, this is it, for the last 10 years. (laughs) So uh, it was one of those things where everybody was like, calling the other brother or sister or whatever and asking, uh, is this really it? You know, cause we had to know for sure before we made down the trek down to the hospital, because we've done this many, 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 many times. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the doctor actually told my mom that, uh, there was a good chance that we would, uh, 
that they would lose them. My goodness. So, uh, so I went down there and, uh, you know, there was the, the typical, you know, they don't want to say anything. Uh, the family has that, uh, hopeful, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hopeful denial <laughs> that it's really happening, that there is something that's going to save them, that the doctor's going to do some like house or, uh, or a good doctor kind of miracle and save his life. Oh, one, there's a, one more time. Yeah. a safety pin in your whatever. And we removed it and you're better now. Or oh, actually the monitor was beeping right. because it wasn't. It wasn't stuck in the wall. So there was that uh, that that last uh, glimmer of hope that something could happen and something could uh, uh, save him. Uh, but no, it was uh, that was it. That was his time to go, and uh, he went peacefully. Uh, they made him very comfortable. They treated him like a, a human being, okay. and uh, and did it right. You know, and we had the whole family, all the kids, everybody there in the room. And ICU and a lot of the ICUs and they don't. We were at UCSD in um, in La Jolla, and a lot of the ICUs they don't let you like everybody come in. But we were probably like, well, you know, we're a Latino family, so we were like 50 deep in that little tiny room. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so it was nice. Was and cool. all the kids were there, sang a couple songs to him, some of his favorite songs. Wow. And uh, uh, they started the the little morphine and and uh, and took them off of the the little bit of support they were giving him, uh, they, they had to artificially uh, raise his uh, blood pressure because his heart wasn't uh, keeping his blood pressure high enough on its own. Okay. So they were artificially stimulating the heart to pump. And uh, so once they took that off, it was just a slow process, uh, you know, before the heart just stopped. And uh, but they did make him as comfortable as possible. He had great doctors uh, and nurses at the end there. Uh, Sixty-nine years old, uh, too early. But a lot of people don't know that it wasn't just sixty-nine years that he lived. The last twenty or thirty years, he was sick. He was miserable, uh, especially the last the last year or two was extremely hard. Uh, my mom, man, she is the uh, super strong lady, uh, basically took care of him every day. Uh, you know, he, he started to get pretty needy at the end, which is expected, you know, and understandable. And uh, he needed help. Uh, he would yell for help every, every two minutes, it seemed like, and my mom would be right there taking care of him, you know, and... and uh, that's what she signed up for, you know, but she did it. Uh, and, and, and other than, you know, having a few hard times with them, uh, she was pretty, uh, pretty tough soldier, you know, and, and did a great job. So, uh, she went from, uh, you know, somebody yelling for her every two minutes to now she doesn't know what to do. You know, I mean, obviously she's helping plan his funeral and all that good stuff, but she's like, uh, Looking around like, what do I do, man? Yeah, it's really, really a tough time. And they just celebrated their 49th uh, wedding anniversary. Wow. Two days before. Actually, two or three, whatever. It's the 27th, I think, is the day. December 27th. So 49 years together. And, uh, and so, the, yeah, you know, 
But uh, the suffering that he went uh, through over the last few years is over. Okay. That's a good part. Yeah. Uh, the tough part, selfish for me, is uh, kind of hit me a little bit when uh, when he died and the doctor pronounced him dead right there, uh, looking at him, holding his hand, you know, rubbing his head, and uh, he wasn't breathing. That's where it kind of hits you, you know. You're like, wow, this is real. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, the the tough part is uh, not being able to see him again. You know. Yeah, that, there's a certain point, and I I don't know. I've I've been told that I'm empty or whatever. I'm, I <clears throat> I don't like to see them suffering. No, I, I I've serviced, and actually, just that past week or week prior to Christmas, I did a a convalescence, a life care center um, party, and some of the some of the, the patients and some of the um, tenants there were slumped over in their chairs and trying to feed themselves and everything, holding on to what little bit of life. And so I was providing the music for that. It's just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. It's just watching a life waste away. No, it's, it, it, that's it, not what I want to remember somebody yeah. as. That's what I definitely don't want to remember. I mean, it's that. definitely better that, that, that he's, that he's moved on, he's gone now uh, for the pain and suffering, you know, mm-hmm, part. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't living, they were slowly cutting off pieces of his leg, and oh, yeah, yeah, so he wasn't that. living a quality life anymore. The he conversations was, that he said, yeah, yeah. no, if, if they have to cut anything else off, I'd rather just cut. Yeah, it off. and so and, and he, uh, uh, he, he was a lot of pain. He had uh, cancer starting in the liver. Um, so I mean, there was just a lot of stuff, and and it just started piling up, and and uh, he was just miserable, laying in bed every day. Couldn't do, couldn't move. So that part, and that's why I say for selfish reasons, you know, I I think about, you know, not being able to spend time with him, not being able to see him, you know, for, for me. But but that's why I say selfish. But yeah. For him, you know, it's, 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 it's much better. And, you know, I feel for my sister who's super close and my brothers, uh, Dan, Mike, and Chris, uh, they've been hit hard. Uh, he lived with Dan, so Dan would see him, you know, every day. Uh, so that that part is tough, you know. But um, I just want to say uh, hello to uh, Maruja in Costa Rica, uh, one of his aunts, uh, probably his favorite. And uh, he loves seeing her, spending time with her in Costa Rica when she came here. Uh, super, super nice person. Uh a lot of fun. She's, I don't know how old now, I won't say, but uh, more energy than somebody 20 years old. Wow. <laughs> She'll run circles around them. Uh, she is about living life and uh, bringing joy to everybody she comes in contact with. So uh, she was one that uh, he really, really cared for. So she's watching uh, my buddy, uh, Brett Austin, who used to uh, go surfing with us uh my dad would go out with us and uh it was cool times and he went on a lot of you know some trips with us and did stuff so he uh he really knew my dad and uh i saw an old picture brett the other day uh when we were at the lions all-star game in la 
and we were getting our award for that. And your mom and dad were there behind you, and my mom and dad were there behind me. And uh, I looked at the picture, and I remember, you know, growing up or down the beach, you you maybe had a pair of jeans or two, but really just shorts and tall shorts, you know, at the beach all the time. And so uh, uh, I w- I looked at the picture, and I was wearing all my dad's clothes <laughs> from work, you know, because he had to wear a shirt and tie to this thing. So uh, yeah, I brought back a, a good memory, you know. I, I didn't, uh, man, you know, without getting too, like, deep into the whole, like, whole life and all that stuff, uh, my parents had five kids, and a lot of people know the struggles that they had, uh, and, and so it was, uh, it got a little rough sometimes, you know, and... He did the best he could do, my mom, you know. But uh, there was three of us brothers that came first, and we lived a little different life than uh, my other brother and sister that came a little later. And a lot of crazy stories, a lot of, (laughs) you know, living in Costa Rica in a tent on the side of a volcano, uh, while our house was being built, was really really interesting. I wish my brother was here, Mike, that lived in the tent with me and Chris, and uh, uh, we were actually the three of us. I think I was like maybe fourth grade, ten years old or so. About ten, yeah. And uh, we were living in this tent, and for some reason, my dad had to go somewhere. So the three of us, ten years old and under. We're basically like in the jungle on the side of a volcano, living in this tent by ourselves, <laughs> with, with really like no bathroom, no running water, no electricity, and so my dad comes back and he says, "Hey, what, what happened to the tent? The whole like inside of the bottom of the tent it has holes in it." And my brother is like, "Well, there was a scorpion in the tent, so we had to stab it with a knife." <laughs> <laughs> and I missed a couple of times. Oh, no. But just imagine 10, Ten nine, nine yeah. and like seven right. in this tent with a scorpion running around and nobody around. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, there was uh, tons of crazy stories, man. Just insane. But uh, everything seemed to always work out, man. No matter what happened, no matter what, what crazy idea they had, uh, it always seemed to work out some way or another you know my aunt showed up my aunt tina showed up down there and took one look at the situation and, and just got into my mom and dad like are you guys nuts wow <laughs> so yeah it was, it was it was crazy man there's like a lot of stories and i don't want to embarrass anybody or whatever by any of the stories you know my mom or whatever but yeah man and you know what? I can only speak for me in that I don't use it as an excuse for anything. I, you know, I don't, I don't say I'm in a situation or whatever, uh, getting into trouble, doing whatever, using drugs, which, by the way, some of you out there uh, still look at me like I'm, I'm uh, a drug addict and all that stuff. It's okay that you look at me like that. I don't hold it against you because it was true. Uh, I was. I'm not anymore. I'm clean. 
but you know, I'm sure a lot of people say that, and they're not, and then they just fall back into it again. And maybe you don't want to be around that kind of person. I understand, uh, but I am clean. I still drink. I just don't do any more drugs. Uh, I'm, so that that part's, I'm fine. Uh, but I don't use any of that as an excuse. The, 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 the growing up and all that had nothing to do with me uh, doing any of the stuff that I did. Uh, I feel like I've been uh, very successful. Um, you know, I get into my bipolar moments where uh, I hate the world and I want to murder somebody and, and uh, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to go out in public. And I just hibernate in the house. But, uh, you know, that's just how I'm wired, I guess. Uh, and it's not an excuse for anything. Not an excuse. No, nah, I don't use it for a crutch. I know a lot of people that uh, they feel like their lives were so messed up by somebody else that they can't do anything. There's no hope. I don't blame anybody. No blame. No, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I am uh, the captain of my own ship and... Uh, if it goes down, it's because I made it go down. Nobody Bro. else did. You know. But uh, I feel good. You know, this is one of the things that I really enjoy doing. Yeah. Uh, get on the microphone and talking and, and doing all that. And I and I'm, most of the time I'm pretty upbeat. I'm having a hard time now, you know, being upbeat and uh, excited about anything. Uh, it's hard for me to get excited about anything right now, but uh, but I'm here. I'm glad you guys are here watching. I hope you can deal with uh, me in this. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say I'm to the point of like, uh, you know, that the depression of like offing yourself <laughs> is more like that. But but uh, you know, you find yourself no matter how strong you are. Uh, what is this? It's just like, you know, this is the first person. Like, my grandparents passed away, you know, aunts, uncles. But this is the first person that's like brother, sister, mom, or dad. You know, that yeah. inner circle. The inner circle. You know? And so that's tough, man. You know, the other ones, yeah, of course I care about them. But when it's when it's your dad, you know, or yeah, your it's, mom, it's, it's like, a, wow. It's a, it's a part of the support system that you don't expect to yeah. be gone. Hey, you you know it, it's it's gonna happen, but you don't expect it to happen. Like you're never ready for it. You could plan, plan, plan. You're never ready for it. No. You never know what's gonna happen. Nope. But you know, I talk about my dad, and I put a post out there. Like when he was younger, I showed a picture when he was younger. He was a big dude, man. He was like my brothers. I was wondering how I had these two little kids that were like monsters, you know? Because you seen Kira, she's yeah. like the Jolly Green Giant. She's tall. And. uh and then June, you know, the hockey puck, he's uh, round and plump and big boy, you know. And uh, so I'm like, how do we have these kids? But then I look at my brothers, and then I see pictures of my dad, and he was like wide shoulders, big dude. And uh, I remember going out with him on Sundays, and he'd always play soccer. And on Sundays they had the men's league, and we'd go out and uh, at, at this one place was really cool up in uh, – Palos Verdes, it was uh, Fram. It was a club team. And uh, they had a men's team. 
And so we'd go play up there, and they had their little clubhouse and bar and all that stuff. It was it was nice. They did it right. And uh, he would always play in them. Some of my uncles, his uncles, Guido, uh, uh, Alexis, Ricky Chacon, all the family would come out and play. Sometimes we'd have uh, my uncle Fernando, my grandpa, uh, all of them, like almost all. We had almost enough for a full team. Okay. You know, and I was just a little kid running around causing trouble and getting hurt and being stupid. So we'd go every Sunday, and it was cool, man. This, uh, But that's what he enjoyed, man. And he was like, he always seemed to me like the best player out there. You know, of course he was my dad, but he just seemed like the best player best out player. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he could do no wrong. Yeah, so like he would score goals all the time. He would, you know, distribute the ball. And I was like, man, he is good. You know, and uh, then we'd go to the liquor store after, and this is probably where I get this from, but he'd always grab a, a Miller High Life. <laughs> The or a course, uh, tall can, and uh, and uh, and drink that after the game, and then I, I'd uh, get a sip or two once in a while. <laughs> but uh, those were the good times, man. That's when, and then we'd go surfing, man. I remember this one time. I don't know if Brett was in the car with us, but it was flat in Redondo, which is normal. There's there's a lot of days that are flat there. And so uh, we start. We drove up to uh, one of our favorite places on on this earth, which was uh, Leo Carrillo, uh, Leo Carrillo State Beach up uh, near Ventura County line. Uh, the so all, the old surfers in the, back in the day would call it Sacus. Okay. So we would go surf up there as much as we could. You know, it's a little bit of a drive up the coast. So we go up there, and uh, we go up there, and it's flat, man. We go up to County Line, which is a couple more minutes, and it's flat. And then uh, I think Brett was in the car this one time. This guy falls asleep. He's coming around the bend at County Line, and he's in his car, and he's fall, he falls asleep. And you hear the car sliding out all over the road, and you see him flopping, head, body flopping out the, the front window. Wow. And he's, like, out. I don't know if he had a heart attack, stroke, something. Well, this guy's out. And then the car, like, crashes into the side, and whatever. we're like, whoa, and we're just putting our wetsuits on to go out in the water. But anyway, we drive up to uh, uh, County uh, Seca's flat, County Line's flat, and then, and then this is where the craziness uh, comes in. My dad turns around, and says, we're going to find some ways. We drive all the way to, like, Imperial Beach. Oh, my. San Diego. All the way down to San Diego. <laughs> From Ventura. Oh, my to goodness. To find ways. We don't find ways nowhere. Nowhere. Even at Trestles, nothing nowhere, in the middle of the man. bars, nothing. We finally got in the water, and they were like ankle slappers, but we had to get in the water you know, and, and do something because it was just, you know, after that long drive. So that was, uh, that was kind of cool, man. Yeah, Brett, Brett Austin, sorry about your dad and my brother. Thank you, brother. Yeah, so that was uh, when you uh, get angry, just listen to Donnie Osmond. Osmond will set you free. Yeah. Or Michael Bolton. Back in the high life again. Back in the Alexis, high life again. What's going on? Keep the good work. Love you guys. Yeah. Terry, thank you very much. Lisa Medina, what's up? What's up? Yeah, so uh, little stuff like that, man. We went skiing. Some of my friends went. Brett used to go skiing up there with us uh, at Arrowhead. I remember one time we went up there, and we didn't know how to really work the trailer. We had this 
It looked like a silver hot dog, one of those... Uh, Airstreams? Airstreams, right. Oh, we had it man. parked at Lake Arrowhead. That's a piece of nostalgia right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, nice trailer, man. But I had no idea. I was still like in high school or whatever. I had no idea how to work anything on it. How to <laughs> turn on the heater or anything. And it's snow packed on top, everywhere, right? Oh, my goodness. Pipes frozen. Ah. Like this. So you're not getting any hot water. Suffering. Plus, I don't know how to turn anything on. Nothing's working. Anyway, so we went up there with uh, some of the friends that went to South High with Brett. And we get in the uh, in the trailer, and we can't figure it out. We're going skiing the next day, so we got to spend the night there, you know. Okay. And uh, next thing you know, it didn't matter if it was guy, girl, whatever. We had like six people or eight people just piled on top of each other on like a twin size bed, trying to keep each trying other to warm. Keep warm. <laughs> gotta stay warm. <laughs> At least until the morning we can go skiing. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. Yeah. I don't know if he remembers that. I I He's found still on there. <laughs> I found this recent drop in temperature really got people uh, aware and alert, man. Uh, it's, it's been, been like cold. 30 it's degrees, thirty right? degrees. We we losing our minds out here. Yeah. So you're like when you go outside, you know, it's, sometimes it's cold. Yeah. But then when you get like this, you get that bone chilling, like <sighs> yeah, like you're like deep to the hey, core. It's cold. Make you want to hibernate, run back inside. Uh. We don't have the outfit, the gear. I'm, I'm, I've got an old leather jacket with a liner in it. Yeah, I went, I went out uh, the other day, and I was like three layers, four layers. Three layers. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, thirty degrees. Never, no uh, joke, man. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm on the chubbier side, <laughs> so I got enough, uh, enough to keep me uh, pretty warm. You know, uh, but the circulation is getting jacked up. So, you know, the 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 low, the, like toes and hands. It's super cold now because you don't get that blood flow. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. tough. It is tough. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I got to work on that. But, you know, yeah, you, 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 uh, have you had, oh, my, uh, little shout out to my uh, buddy Perry Robinson up in uh, NorCal. Uh, the two of us have known each other forever. He knows uh, the family. Uh, he knows of my dad. He gave me a call. Uh, he was in Detroit. And his uh, brother uh, suffered a stroke and an aneurysm behind the wheel and uh, passed away. So, man, I want to say, uh, uh, you know, rest in peace, your brother. You know, feel your pain, man. Same, like, two, a day or two before my dad. And uh, so he was out there in Detroit taking care of all that and going to the funeral. And But uh, he was telling me how that was... His first serious close, close yeah, yeah, somebody in the immediate circle that passed away. So you know, I, I understand how he feels, and and uh, you know, prayers go out to the family and thoughts, and yeah, you get through it, brother. You know, and uh, I don't know if you got a story you want to tell about somebody close. Uh, by all means, call in. Uh, text me, uh, 760-681-6633 is my number, and I can read it over the phone. If you actually want to be on the air, we have it set up to where you can be on the air. Guy will give you the number for that. You can dial right in, and everybody will hear you on Facebook Live, and you can say whatever you want to say. And uh, give them that guy, uh, that phone number, guy. It's 760-575-6713. That's 760-JOKES-13. Pallone and Chubby. Get call in. We record it live. It's broadcasting. Facebook Live can even hear the call. So if you want to call in, share some moments that you have with uh, Mr. Tony Salas. 
dad or anything that touches your heart or from somebody that you do want to send some um, send some uh, memories and just talk about good old times it's probably the best therapy is to talk about it get it off your chest get it off and don't hold that in so the uh, the memorial service which isn't going to be your traditional memorial service it's going to be a little more upbeat and celebration type celebration we'll of life at, yeah it'll be at North Coast Church uh, in uh, I believe that's Still Vista or Oceanside? It's right on the right board. on the border over there by Guahomey Park. Yeah, that area. So that'll be on uh, Thursday the tenth, I think that is. Uh, I want to say ten a.m. And then there'll be either there uh, like a little reception uh, celebration there, or at my brother Dan's house, which is in Vista off of Foothill and Warmlands. Uh, whoever knew my dad's welcome to come. We're gonna have food. All that kind of stuff, and uh, the kids are going to do a little bit of entertainment. Some of the songs my dad used to like, and so there'll be some stuff going on. People are going to say some things uh, about about my dad, and hopefully good. And uh, <laughs> so it's, it's going to be uh, good times, uh, you know. Uh, uh, just a little uh, celebration, tribute to him, uh, remembrance, memorial, whatever your. Uh, choice is uh, uh, saying goodbye, right? Bring a little closure to the thing, mm-hmm. and then if you're around on Friday, the next day, I believe, I want to say twelve, twelve thirty, we're gonna go over to the cemetery in San Marcos, and uh, and um, have the burial there. That'll probably be like an hour, hour and a half, whatever. Probably an hour, uh, but that's just gonna be on Friday, twelve thirty. Uh, whoever wants to come out and, and uh, send them off, uh, you're more than welcome to come out. But that'll be at the San Marcos Cemetery, uh, close to the house. So we're going to do that on Friday. If anything changes, I'll put post out there and let people know. Uh, but uh, that's uh, a tentative, uh, tentative to firm on the uh, scheduling there. So uh, by all means, come out, check it out. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, uh, my sister's texting, still going on. Okay, so that's been confirmed, and we want to thank I you call? for those. She wants to call. Okay, you, so again, what's um, the number? 760. Hold on, hold on, two seconds. Hold on, hold on. 760. 575-575-6713. Six seven one three. Anybody's welcome to call that number. It's direct. It'll go right on the uh, right on the air. Uh, you can call in, say whatever you like. Uh, you know, or like I say, just text it. Uh, text it to me. I'll say it on the air. I got no problem with that. And so, like again, while we're t- we're talking and sharing some special memories. Um, Talk because we don't want you to get into a depressed state down. I mean, if you've, if you've lost a loved one or dealing with some depression, um, there's certain studies, but you, you just got to talk and be connect with the people, let people know what's going on. Because um, there's always a good ear to listen to. Yeah, so like I said, it doesn't have to be a downer. Somebody can call in with a fun story or something. You can have the kids listen. It's clean tonight. No swearing. 
no uh, uh, adult subject matter. This is all uh, uh, fun, uh, uh, clean stuff uh, that we normally don't do. But uh, I think my dad would have wanted that that way. And um, so I want to respect that for tonight. And, you know, not to mention, guy, it's weird, man. You know, I haven't had, like, this experience before. So it seems like like he's, like, you know, we, we had our rough patch. And I'm not going to get too deep into that. But we had our rough patches. And uh, it's it mostly because of me and uh, being defiant and whatever, wanting to do what I want to do. So uh, we didn't talk all that much. And there was a lot, there was some times that went that, you know, three, four years that I didn't even talk, you know, like because I was angry about stuff or whatever. So, uh, but now that he's that he's passed away, man, it's, it's like almost like he's talking to me all the time. But it's not like a conversation where I'm talking to him back. It's mostly just him talking. He know? was he was the boss man. He was the rule right. maker. So it's just him talking, right? And, and it's not like just regular talk. It's like kind of like guiding talk, you know, like like helping me maybe even be a better person or something. I don't know what the what the end result is intended to be, but it's just weird, right? So. So normally I would do like, a, you know, my normal show, whatever, be angry at something, you know, talk bad about somebody, do whatever. And he's kind of like telling me, why, why, why are you being so angry? Why are, you know, and, and maybe like the whole purpose is for me to be more like him in the way he was where, well, before he got uh, older and angrier, but when he was younger, you know. People mistook it for for being too nice or being too weak of a person or too soft, you know. But he was smart, man. He wouldn't let stuff bother him. You know, he would just like, he was like a duck, you know, or it would just, you know, like he would just roll right off him. And and he and he would take the high road and, and he would be the, the you know, the, the better person. And not blow up and not make it into more than it is and just really diffuse the situation. You know, and, and sometimes I wish I was a lot more like that, like him. And and just let things go and and not, you know, not take everything so personal. You know, because there's times, man, I swear I just want to end somebody, you know. They, they do something, say something stupid, and I just want to put the teeth in the back of their head, you know. And uh, especially the young, the young ones that think, oh, you're old and you're, you know, whatever. There's nothing better than whooping off uh, some young <laughs> loudmouth, you know, that thinks that they're, that just because I'm limping doesn't mean once that adrenaline kicks in that all my pains are going to go, you know, aren't going to go away. And because, you know what, man, I feel like I can tap dance and do everything when that adrenaline kicks in. After it's gone, yeah, I'm in trouble. But while it's firing, man, you know, I feel good like I can take anybody. So, but that's not the point. The point is I need to be more like my dad and just kind of let things go. You know, uh, it's better if you can be a nice person, really, and just be nice to everybody. 
even if they don't deserve it, maybe they'll see the example and and they'll be nice, you know? So, I don't know. That's just a thought. But uh, that is one thing that I did appreciate about him, uh, you know, and that he uh, he was uh, very kind to a lot of people. And as far as I was concerned, most of the time, these people didn't deserve it. But, you know, that's probably why I have an issue with it. So like I said, anybody that wants to tune tune in uh, or call in, uh, this is the Plum and Chubby Show. This is the normal Wednesday show with a little twist to it. It's a special edition, Remembrance of Alofo Gerardo Salas. Most of you knew him as Tony Salas. And uh, we, uh, we will miss him. I know you guys will miss him, but he is in a better place tonight. Uh, he is uh, feeling no pain and... Uh, uh, he is in his eternal resting place, man, and that's uh, that's nice. So, uh, if you have anything you want to talk about, anything you want to share, anything that hits you a certain way when he was here, by all means, uh, you know, let me know. And Del uh, Van Dyke, wow, that's a name flash from the past. Northwest coming. Huh. Guy used to book shows way back in the day. Anyway. Uh, Alexa says, remember the, the the game you guys played at the Rose Bowl? I think you oh, told yeah. me about that. Yeah. So we played, Alexa's, what, I, I mean, I don't, I don't remember if, did we play before the Aztecs, after the Aztecs? I think before the Aztecs. And uh, we played, I was, uh, I was on Alexa's, I think it was a lot of older guys too. And uh, I was the uh, goalkeeper. And uh, I just remember the field looking so long, like it went up a hill and then down a hill. <laughs> but I, I don't remember what that, maybe you can uh, refresh my recollection. And, uh, uh, and tell me about, um, I don't remember what the, the score of the game was or how we did. I think we we were pretty good, so I think we did all right. But uh, yeah, man, that he said was... you were the best goalkeeper, man. That's, oh that's yeah, freaking awesome. I never even really played goalkeeper until I played on that team. And we won the game when you were there. Oh and yeah, Dad and I were so very proud to have you. Happy to have you on there. That's awesome. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I never was like a goalkeeper or anything. Before that, no. Wow. No, no, I never. I, <laughs> but it was good. Alexis was a great coach, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that was that was good. That was a nice time, man. That was. So uh, I don't know. My sister's gonna call in. I want her. I wanted her to call in. This is like the first show they could really listen to, you know? <laughs> Give her that number again. I posted it. 760-575-3713. Let me see if she's there. I could probably even just put her on speaker, but it's better if she called. Yeah, it'd be better if she called, but, you know, we've got technologies. we got things, and this is a good time. Um, for us, uh, you guys got the dates. Again, Rick, go ahead and give us the details on the 
Celebration of Life and the Memorial Service. That should be next Thursday and Friday, the 10th and 11th, at North Coast Church in uh, Oceanside or Vista. I'm not sure which one. It's right there on the border, kind of by off of uh, nor uh, a North Santa Fe area there. Uh, you can find it. You call me, text me, 760-681-6633 uh, if you want uh, any information. I'd be more than happy to give you all the information. But, uh, yeah, call in. Uh, call me. I'm trying to see if my sister's going to call. So, uh... What else is going on? What else? That's about it, man. We're going to try and uh, get this show, uh, like we keep on saying, bigger and better. Have we got any sponsors out there that want to jump on the wagon here? Help us out. Give us a hand. We would love to uh, make this show bigger and better. Uh, we're working on the other show coming up pretty soon here. Uh, I'll tell you more about that later. Hey, it's uh, it's tax season, man. People getting ready to do their taxes. Jeff, Papa Gringo, what's up? Yeah, hey, taxes. Taxes, house. taxes is a tax season. That's what yeah, we're going to do. That's a lot actually, of fun. Actually, right after the holidays, people change their focus on trying to get their money back from Uncle Sam. And right. so right now, Chubby's got you covered if you need uh, your tax preparation or you need Oh, some, you do uh, that? Certified, finish my finish my oh, yeah. test, and waiting for my certificate to come in. I do my own. It's good to do your own, but you might miss some loops, and so have a certified uh, certified tax consultant, or even a oh. CPA, you know, certified public. You got to work Thursday, Friday. This Thursday, Friday. Not Friday. At least Thursday. What this week? No, the tenth, eleventh. I'll make time for you, dude. No, but I was saying, I was going to pay you, but if you want to do the. Uh, Pictures, video. Oh, slide the memorial. No, Slides? like take, take video. Oh, because I can have a lot of family, or you know. Okay. Something my mom can uh, keep. Oh, we gotta discuss what time again Thursday. Friday, I know. Ten. Friday, no. No, it's not so much. Cemetery, no. Right. I've done memorial service and and internment services. So. Right, right, right. But yeah, Friday, uh, Thursday. Thursday is um, gonna be at, at uh, the church and at the house. Yeah, 10 to whenever, but, I mean, you don't have to be there all day if you don't want to. Let me see what I can do. Or if you skip the church, well, the church is going to be kind of nice, but that's way you, I think they videotape at the church, actually. No, they don't. You North gotta, Coast? You, no, they don't. You got you to gotta do that. You got to hire that out. Oh. Uh, oh. Let's talk about that. We'll do that. Jeff Papa Gringo, what's happening? What's up, dude? Wait, wait. Jeff Poppy Gringo Klein now? Could, He's always had that on there. Is it really? Yeah, I don't know what dude he's married to, but <laughs> it's kind of nice how he does it. Hyphenated Poppy Gringo Klein. Yeah. So his wife. That is, that's his if, husband's. Uh, that's his husband's name. His but, husband's if, name? but if his wife hyphenates her name, <laughs> she's Hispanic, so uh -huh. her she must have a boatload of names. Yeah, but he's not. I know. Why does he think he's got to uh, do it? I mean, uh, uh -huh. eh. is it cool? It's cool. It's uh -huh. a cool thing to do. I, I think I might hyphenate for my wife's name, so I'll be Garcia Murray. Maybe he's being nice and taking the stepdad's name too. You know that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. You know the stepdad always like feels left out. Whatever. 
That's nice of you, Jeff. Good, good job, Jeff. Jeff, remember this is a comedy show. I know we've been gloom doom. My We're, dad's yeah, we have funeral. Been, have but still, a little bit. And you if tune we, in; it's if, subject to you getting made fun of. You get, and you get roasted right <laughs> just by walking in. That's understandable. So sorry. Still got you on tap for a salsa competition or any enchiladas or something. I forgot what it was that you thought your wife was better, or not so much. But hey, we'll open it up, and we'll talk about so, upcoming shows when we get things back on uh, rotation. Um, and keep you guys in, keep you guys informed. This is the Polona Chubby Show. So Alexis says, "Who is my coach for the team?" Uh, uh, Ricky, you were the best goalkeeper on my team. Remember when we played at the Rose Bowl and we won the game? Your dad and I were so very proud and happy of you. So uh, love you. And then he said, "We uh, we're under fourteen years old." We won the game against the nasty team from <laughs> South Bay Torrance. Ooh wee! Which could have been the Torrance nasty United, team, the Gunners. The, the, the Gunners. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that's fine, Catherine. You can. She says she can only stay on for a minute because she's so busy. Well, just call in though. Whatever. Call in real what quick. What's she just busy doing? Sure, quick word, a quick moment, a quick memory, if you will. Is she watching the episode or is she just chatting? Something about that technology, though. Yeah, you know, it's like people are available and then you start, they t- start typing it, but they're still doing their other thing. Um, and that really gets. So is that why it irks me so much? Somebody texts me and then I call them. Because yeah, I'm old and I like you're to old and you want to do And then the they're voice. not available? They're not available. Stupid, you just text me like two and minutes it still ago. Says, and it still says typing. So you're right. still thinking about something and you got the keyboard open. Pick so, up the phone. So how are I you? get, I get, I get, I get, I get in trouble if I don't answer my phone. My wife thinks that my phone is always in my hand, but when she doesn't see me, it's on the charger. It's away from me. It's not in my hand. But every time she it's, sees me, it's in my hand. It's always in your hand unless you're with your girlfriend. Then your hands are on her. She can't <laughs> see me all the time. But every time she That's sees me, that's what she's mad about. Right. When the hands are on the girlfriend, not your phone. But. So when she's not there and she goes, why don't you answer the phone? You Duh. always have it in your hand. Duh. Duh. It's on the charger. That's what I'm saying. That's my, it's on the charger. That's that, my story. I'm sticking that, with that. what that. you call it? That's the, the charger. charger, yeah. Because it recharges you? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Shout out to... Uh, the guy's wife. The wife. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad. Keeping it clean. Okay, I'm Keeping filming. it fun. Oh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, she says, my sister says she's calling right now. On the, uh, the number, that number you gave? Cool. So if it's not coming through, maybe you give it's it the my wrong phone. number like you always do? No, 760-565-3713. Always. 760-575-565-3713. 565? Yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. You give me 575. Not today. 6713? 3713. 565. Oh, my gosh. This number is completely messed up. 760 760- 575. Five six five three seven one three. It spells same. jokes one three. Dude, you do the same thing to Ari the Jew. No, I don't. That's the same number. Five six five three seven one three. It's on the website. When he, when he tried it's to call the, that one time. It's on my business card. Oh, that was that was five seven five. That was a mistake. Whatever, man. I got the number. He, he does this Jay every Feverman, time. Jay Feverman was able to call into it, so it's not that bad. And we're live. We're waiting. <laughs> Oh, man, technology's all good. This all gets edited out on the real show. Yeah, Who, we, who else is on there? Uh, I can't see that. What is that? Kay Lindsay? 
Lindsey Brown? Oh, okay. That uh, works with uh, Kathy. Is it Lindsey? I can I actually know. see that far? I don't know. You got better eyes than I do, I think. There it is. Am I supposed to answer? Nope. Got it. Hey. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, guy. Guy, Chubby has a, a, a habit of giving out the wrong number. No, I don't. Sorry about that. That's okay. He's I special. Thought I, was, I thought I was getting screened out of the show. No, no. The uh, producer, <laughs> the producer, uh, uh, yeah, he sometimes has some issues. He has his special moments. All right. So this on the phone on the phone calling in right now uh, to give her a proper introduction. It's no other than uh, my little sister, the baby of the family, uh, Catherine Salas. I gotta put this in there. Uh, she uh, recently got hitched, so it's uh, was it Levinson? Yeah. All right, Levinson. So Levinson. She can be. Uh, she's now she can go to Hollywood and and. Uh, and be a, a producer. producer or some some kind of thing in the movies. Hashtag and have me her too. name up there. Uh, before with Salas, probably not acceptable. Now with the Levinson mm-hmm. on there, she's uh, good as gold. She can be on there, no problem. So we're we're trying mm-hmm. to hack, uh, keep it a little light, Catherine. We're trying to, uh, but it's all open. Uh, anybody's open to call in, uh, say whatever they want to say. Uh, I said uh, hopefully it's good, which is dad, so most likely it's going to be good. But uh, I want to okay. give every, uh, at least everybody from the family the opportunity because this is kind of a last minute. I said if I was going to do the show tonight, that I was going to, one, keep it clean like you'd want it. Great. And respectful. So far, so and, good. And uh, a tribute to, uh, to him and, and his life uh, here on earth. And uh, so I shared a couple of stories, uh, surf stories, soccer stories, you know, stuff that we did, uh, you know, in the, in the younger years. And then how he he went through a lot, and you were there. I, I told everybody how you were. Oh, you sorry. Too. Okay. I don't want to have feedback. I was listening. Yeah, feedback. She was listening to the show as well. Oh yeah, you got to turn it down. So I told everybody how you were there. You know, uh, you know, for the hospital and and all the suffering mm-hmm. and all that. You know, so uh, you know, jump in there, say whatever you want to say. There's millions of people listening worldwide. Uh, just waiting to hear what you have to say about our dad. Well, um, I don't want to totally break down and cry because it's pretty hard. But um, I would say that what I found so interesting, you know, after I decided to post some feelings about everything and share with people, you know, that he passed away on Saturday when I posted that on Facebook, I just couldn't believe because sometimes you get caught up like where you're at currently in life and you forget about, you know, the memories and all the good things and you were kind of caught up. But I couldn't believe how many people felt as though uh, he was very impactful and always listened and felt like, they felt like he was their best friend, you know, or that he was there at a instrumental time in their life and that it, he, you know, he helped connect with them in a deeper way, maybe more than they had felt that with other people. So I thought that was interesting because, you know, of course, I, I always felt like he and I had a real special connection but it was neat to see how many other people through all the different stages of his life, um, as a teacher, as a coach, 
as a friend, whatever, as a parent, a relative, an uncle, a cousin. Um, he made everybody feel like really, really special and important. So that was neat. Yeah. And um, either either they yeah, were all they're all good liars or <laughs> they, they all have fond memories of him, which is. It's cool to hear, you know. We're talking about my dad uh, who passed away on Saturday. Uh, but mm-hmm. this is my sister, Catherine, on the phone. And uh, so we're just kind of uh, remembering. It. That is one thing, Kat, that, that I, I, it's crazy. And all the all the stories and all the people. And, you know, the, there's even, like, people sending messages that, like, he coached in high school, that uh, mm-hmm. friends of ours that he knew. Uh, and everybody has that same story. And I was telling mom the other day that it's amazing how many people he knew. I mean, it is yeah. insane the number of people. It's like crazy. Right. And so I was kind of. You know, it uh, is crazy because it started to feel like at the end, like um, this past year with all the hospital stays and all the surgeries and, you know, ERs and all that. I mean, we went through a lot of doctor appointments even before that. He was like a, that was his professional job, doctors. We would laugh about that. We yeah. said, this is more than a full-time job, going to this La Jolla four times a week, whatever. But um, he felt, that I would say, in the past year a little bit um, alone sometimes, you know, yeah. and that I think sometimes when like you get really sick and things start to get really hard, you know, you feel like life keeps passing you by, you know, people keep doing what they need to do. People have things happen. And, um, and I said, you know what, it's, it's okay. You're not alone. You know, people really love you. I told him, I said, sometimes people don't know what to do, you know? And and uh, he, he wasn't the kind of guy that just like sat around. And that may yeah. have been may have been because we couldn't afford cable and all that stuff, <laughs> so we didn't yeah, sit around and watch did. TVs. We didn't play video games, you know. We did a lot yeah. of outdoor stuff. We went and played soccer. That's Everybody true. was in leagues, you know. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of indoor stuff. Plus, when you got seven people, you know, you don't want to be indoors. It's too crowded. You got to get outside. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> you got to get outside yeah. and get out there and do stuff, right? So I think in the yeah. later years when the when the we really started getting sick because he was sick for a long time, but in the later mm-hmm. years see, when he when when he wasn't as mobile, and you know sometimes you'd see it in him where he would want to do something go somewhere but it was so much work to to do it he would just like give up on the project and be like nah forget it you know and, yeah. or, you know not not do it even though he wanted to he really wanted to so I but you know man, that's why. Still- Huh? He still managed to put in a major amount of effort, even not feeling well. Like yeah. they'll be like, we get him in the car, in the wheelchair, and get him into the theater. And, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just think it was. His ur- he'd have his urinal with him. Yeah, like six <laughs> urinals. <laughs> but, I mean, I go, wow, it's yeah. really something. But hey, you know, but we had a good time. Had yeah, a good time. He, so. he tried. He, he tried to get out there, but I noticed in the last. Especially say six mm-hmm. months, it really started to uh, uh, yeah, start the depression and all that started to really kick in. The reality of of hey, I'm dying, you know, uh, yeah. really started to set in and become real, and that that was the tough to is, see, you know. Yeah, that was hard to see, and I would say he would have two kind of constant themes going where he would we talk about stories of like, hey, you know, we're gonna get this. And, 
he even said like after he got his uh, right leg, you know, he had his right leg amputated recently above the knee because of the infections in his bone and things. And he did that with the hopes of that he would still be able to get this heart surgery he needed to fix his heart. And that's the only way they do it. But basically he even said to me and my mom, he said, you know, I'm going to get a prosthetic and I'm going to drive again. And I said, oh, you are? Okay. He's like, yeah. So we need two cars. And I said, sure. That sounds good. He's driving around. You know, you can drive around. And uh, he did a lot of things like that. And I think he truly believed it because, you know, it's important to have hope and to have goals. And, uh, you know, me too. I mean, I had the whole thing mapped out in my mind how he was going to get fixed and we're going to have another good 15 years, you know. But, hey, you can't control the outcome of life, you know. Some things just have to be a certain way. You always kind of have that hope deep down in there that something's Mm going to happen, somebody's going to do something special. We were talking about that earlier, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Remember that show uh, uh, with... The, the doctor, the the good doctor, he liked oh, that one. Oh, the good doctor. Right and but then the, the other oh, one. Oh, yeah, he loves house. the good doctor. Yeah, house. Like some doctor's going to come in and just like be like, oh, wow, I, f- I know exactly what it is and take care of it. And then he, he's going to be, st- you know, still mm-hmm. here. So you always have that yeah. hope, you know, but and then you forget, like, yeah. you know, he would plan stuff and forget that, hey, you know, this is <laughs> it actually is probably yeah. not going to happen. Like I was telling yeah. Kathy the other day, uh, I wanted to pick up the phone and call him. Mm-hmm. And it, it just set in that like I can't. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That was a that was tough for me. To yeah. you know, like it's almost like I just had surgery, and you have surgery, and your body's still numb. You like don't feel the pain, and everybody's telling you, wow, it's going to be a lot of pain on. You're like, I don't know, there's no pain. And then the medicine wears mm-hmm. off. Oh yeah. Like that shock of of him dying wears off, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're like reality sets in and that panic sets in and you're like man mm-hmm. if i only would have done this or this or this or this while he was still yeah. here you know but yeah i think we did as much as we could in the situation you know well that's all my brain does i start doing calculations like well what if i would have said this to that doctor 10 years ago Damn. and this would have happened and this it's like a choose yeah. your own adventure but you know, um, you can't blame yourself. I guess it's normal. Yeah, no, yeah. you know, I think I, you know, I know that, but then at the same time, you second guess yourself, right? In a lot of ways. But, you know, I'm just, I'm thankful for a lot of things that I had a, a really, really wonderful dad, that I had the time that I was able to spend with him at the end to have, that we were able to do that as a family. And a lot of people don't, and a lot of people don't get to say goodbye in a nice, respectful way, in a meaningful way. And we were able to, you know, so a lot of people, there's, you know, I guess there's little rays of gratitude and happiness despite things being sad and hard, you know. She's talking about what I was telling you in the ICU, how they, the hospital down there at uh, UCSD was uh, nice enough to let uh, our family uh, predominantly uh, Latino family. 50 deep. We'll go like 50 deep in there, you know, like the old Chevys, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, so we, were, we were riding deep in there, smuggling in the little ones, 
and they were cool. Yeah, with it, they man. didn't. They didn't care. Usually, they have the two person rule. They uh, would bring couches in, oh, blankets. Man. Wow. They stayed Where out of I the room. You? Yeah, they the didn't. nurses were hugging me and uh, crying with me, and well, they really—they're really—it was just a beautiful thing that they allowed us to have that. Yeah. They t- took care of him so that my mom didn't have to be at home administering medicine and worrying about it. And it just we just got to just be present. You know, it was really nice. And um, and that's what he wanted. Like he kept on saying that he wanted to go home and 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 die, but but I don't think he realized that the hospital was going to allow us to do what we were able to do there and everybody yeah. be there. So I think it was comfortable. It didn't feel, just, it didn't feel like you're at a yeah, hospital. Yeah, I didn't want to be alone is what he didn't want to be. Uh, His biggest thing is I don't want to be alone in the hospital and you guys are gone. Because, you know, that's the hard part. A lot of people leave the hospital at night and then you think, oh, what's going to happen to me through the middle of the night, you know? Right. So... Yeah, but so, he wasn't alone at all, so it was great. Yeah. So we were talking about earlier, uh, you know, Catherine is uh, taking care of my mom and dad, uh, you know, as far as their hospital stuff, their medications and all that stuff. So uh, she's been she's been pretty much running that thing. Uh, but uh, she's also planning with my mom. My brothers are doing some, but she's doing a lot of it there. Uh, and she is... Um, uh, taking care of all, uh, most of the arrangements for the uh, memorial and all that. So I told uh, the people that that know, actually, whoever knew him and he was a, a, a piece of your life that you want to say, uh, you know, goodbye, uh, you know, celebrate the life that he had, whatever the way you do it. If you want to come out, we are still talking about, I believe, Thursday the 10th at North Coast at uh, 10 a.m. Is that correct? Yes. Right. Um, I think that's to be um, confirmed for sure, the right. 10 a.m. part. But, yeah, th- Thursday. Thursday the 10th. We'll get back with you. If you want to get an exact exact, you can text me, 760-681-6633, and we can give you the exact uh, uh, info. Uh, it's probably going to be, what, another day or two, Kath? Yeah, we'll know by tomorrow, the right. 10 a.m. if that's so confirmed. So tomorrow. And we'll put a post and yeah. everybody can share it and you know pass yeah. it along we'll put it on there it's going to be at north coast we do know that it's going to be the 10th of thursday we do know that we just have to confirm the time and then after that are we doing the uh reception part uh at the church or is it going to dance i think it'll more than likely be at the church because there's supposed to be rain even yeah. a couple days before and on the day of and so that's a big indoor facility Right. But, you know, we'll announce for sure there. Yeah, we'll let you know. You know something's different. I looked at the weather on the Weather Channel, and it showed two days of rain before, two days of rain after. So it didn't look real promising. Uh, and uh, uh, we don't yeah. want to be out in the mud uh, at Dan's house. But we'll see what's up. We'll figure it out. Either way, it's going to be good times, uh, uh, good memories of Dad. And uh, everybody's going to get an opportunity to uh, share their stories and uh, say, you know, say whatever you want to say uh, with time permitting, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, but we'll get out there and uh, and uh, try and send them off with a bang, you know? So, yeah. yeah. It's going to be nice. We're going to see a lot of people that we haven't seen in a long time, uh, so it'll be good. Everybody's uh, more than welcome. It'll be nice yeah. to share stories, you know? Yeah. 
So there yeah. is a, uh, uh, we're not doing any of the begging for money, and I'm sorry if you did that for your loved one. It's fine. It's just us. Uh, there's no GoFundMe page or any of that stuff. There is a uh, account that's going to be set up, uh, fund, uh, if you choose. Tony Memorial. Yeah. Uh, Tony, if, it's, I think we're going to call it the uh, Tony Salas Memorial Fund. Right. So yeah, if you want which, to send yeah. any money, whatever, we'll post it on there. All the money that you give is going to go towards celebrating and making the celebration bigger and brighter. Uh, we uh, unfortunately are in a situation where we're not, uh, uh, you know, filthy rich, where we can afford to send them off with like fireworks and marching bands and flybys. Mm -hmm. and so uh, we're going to do whatever we can uh, to make it a respectful, you know, a, a nice event. Um, but uh, mm -hmm. if you feel by any means, I'm going to say this without uh, getting in trouble, I'm sure. Uh, we had a anonymous uh, donor that was uh, blessed, I guess, by our family. And in return, they're blessing us. Uh, they are taking care of uh, all the funeral arrangements at the cemetery and the mortuary. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not cheap. Uh, so, and they uh, requested to uh, remain anonymous. So yeah. uh, we are respecting that, but <clears throat> but we want to really, say really how thankful we are. Good. Yeah, how yeah. thankful we are for that. It's a big deal. Yeah, you know why? It's actually a really, really huge deal is because my dad never wanted to be a burden to our family, and he knew how hard my mom had to work for so many years because of his illness. And he knew how hard things are. And he actually, both of my parents are very, you know, they never want to, they never want to impose or be a burden. And so they did, they kind of secretly didn't tell any of us kids that um, he actually wanted to be buried and have a proper ceremony and burial. They just kind of said like, well, whatever works. Well, a lot of people, and a lot of people always okay say that. that so that they're not a burden on anybody like, okay, I'm okay with you just doing a cremation because yeah. it's more, you know, it's more cost effective, it's cheap or whatever. So right. that's not necessarily what they want, but they don't want you to feel like if you can't yeah. do it, then, then, then you're letting them down. But yeah. we all know that and, mom and dad and would love to be buried in a cemetery and the whole thing. And, and, and part of that's probably, you know, their Catholic upbringing and different things like that. But the main thing is, is that was their heart's desire, but they right. didn't really share that with anybody because they right. didn't want anybody to feel bad, kids or family. Yeah, And, 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 this, per and this person directly just said, this is it. Is this what you want? Right. And I, in she, in the person said, you know, what is money anyway? At the end, right. we, we all we have is who we were able to experience and the memories we were able to make, and that's it. And so this is what I'm doing. That's beautiful. You, you know, and that my dad was very important to them in their life, their family, 
that's that, a really huge. important thing to know. And, you know, a lot of these times when people pass and, and your life really shifts in a large way because of the person really important to you is gone. Um, it's important to really take those things that you're hearing and feeling and learning and make a shift in your life, you know, mm-hmm. and make a, sh- you know, and make that shift and say, Hey, I'm going to maybe learn something from her. And, and I remember telling myself that because, you know, I'm in the car business and I work a lot and I don't make any money unless I work. And I remember always thinking, you know, I need to be there for my dad and my mom, but also, you know, I got to work too, which people have to work, you know, but I, and then I would be thinking like, Oh, if I work, I could do this. I could hit this bonus. I could do this. And I remember telling myself, you know what, wouldn't you feel terrible if you were at work and you found out that he died and you weren't there for this reason. And I said, I can't live with that. And I love him more than any of those things. And so I'm going to, I'm going to make that choice. I'm going to make my love for him a choice. Being there for them. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, For the last two years since I've been home taking care of the kids, that's been my excuse. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to be at work and miss it. So I, yeah, well, I can understand that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know, but, I'm uh, kidding, but <laughs> no, but but really, I bet you, if you after being at home with them and uh, having all those nice memories, if you were to then go the other extreme and to never be home and see them, right, you'd really have a hard time. I bet. So this this dealership's been like uh, emailing me back and forth. I submitted an application, and uh, yeah. so they said. Uh, there's a little break in your employment there, a couple of years, you know. <laughs> I said, well, actually, no, I had some jobs. Had they jobs. just aren't notable jobs. Right. Right. But uh, now that I've been home with the kids, spending time with the kids, I am more than ready to go back to work. <laughs> I got my motivation. <laughs> I am rested. I want to be back in the dealership I today if you motivation. can use me today. <laughs> well, raising kids, everybody says oh it's hard. Oh, my gosh. Job, you know, yeah. it's funny, though. Here, here's the difference, though. Like, when women are staying at home with the kids, they're like, this is a tireless job. You have no idea what how much work goes into taking care of these kids. And, and, and you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 like, you, you, we get no credit for raising these children. But when it's a guy staying home with the kids, you're a loser. <laughs> You know, you, you know, it's a, you know, you can you can go out and get a job. Okay, so then I can have some crazy nanny at the house beating my kids. But at this point, after two years, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. With I'm okay with <laughs> hiring some crazy nanny coming over and beating these kids. I'm alright with it. I can't beat them. You know I can't what? beat them. My arm's tired of They're beating tired them, of beating right? Them. So uh, it's the, somebody else can come in and do I it. I need right? some reprieve. <laughs> but no, it's it's crazy. So how, how you know you talk about a double standard for women, like we're not getting paid yeah. the same amount for for our work and blah 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 the Me Too and all that stuff. It's all terrible, right? <laughs> me too. But, right, but then when you flip yeah. it around and you put it at the guy, right? Well, a priest touched me and I'm not crying. Right? Him too. Like, Him I'm not too. like you know yo uh, también, right? So <laughs> so you know it's it, whatever it's fine, but uh, I'm at home with the kids. 
and and, and I'm the uh, non-participating uh, half of the uh, the the family loser. I should be out having a job, making money. You know, maybe that's just me thinking. Should, reading more start, into it. You should start calculating your actual hourly cost, right? And then you can say, yeah. today and then I earned. You would today think I when when, when she go. got home from work, then I'm off, right? No, no, no. you're still no. on. I'm still you, working. You don't sign off, right? Yeah. So I don't get vacation pay. I don't get none of that. I don't have a 401k. I don't have nothing. You should put a clock in there and start calculating your hours and right. figure your work. So I'm just happy that and I put in enough work. And yeah, overtime. Overtime, pay, none of that. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, then, and then, you know, the emotional effect that it has on me being called a loser and all that, oh. you know, that's deep. It cuts deep. <laughs> Covered well, California has a plan for you. calls you a loser? No, well, he calls me worse than that. We're not going to say that on, on the radio. I'll tell you about not that. during the, I get, not during I get the, the Kathy that I'm not contributing and all that. Yes. But uh, somebody's well, got to take care of him. Everybody wants their cake to eat it too. So, you know, oh, yeah. Munch, yeah. munch, munch. But, it's you know, is. the main thing is, is we have to start playing more so that we can win more jackpots. Because I think mm. it's going to happen. All right. Well, there. So, yeah. Play more. Yeah. I need live better. More. I Win more. Play more hey. so you can live more. Yeah. I, I will tell you this, though. So, yeah. uh, I've been drinking as much as I've ever drank in my life, which is good. But uh, I, I did get one, rid of one of my vices, which was drugs. So I need to replace it maybe with gambling or something. I'm just yeah, for that go right back to fit. that. Go back to that. Go back to that. You got a story to tell us, Kathy? What's up? I, I think that I think the gambling cost me more than the drugs, though. Well, well. You know? <laughs> Again, you need to put in a calculator and a clock. What was my time then? No, you just yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was my time then? Well, no. You need a manager like me. Oh, oh, oh I'm a look good out. manager. Oh, there, you there you go. You know what the the stupid thing is? She's a very good poker player too, by the way. She can't beat me, but she's a very good poker player. <laughs> but uh, uh, my problem is every time I sit at a table, yeah, within the first hour, I crush. crush. I go up every time. I'll be up two, three, four grand, no problem. No, I remember the slot machine yeah, story well, yeah, you told that, me. That. Oh, that's different. That's that's dumb luck right that's there. That's dumb luck. But at the poker table, if people will tell you you got to be lucky and all that. No, if you're a good poker player, you win all the time. So yeah. uh, I'll sit down for the first hour. I'll kill it, kill it. But me wanting to maybe get out of the house, play a little poker, have a little fun, whatever, I want to play more. And then it gets personal with somebody. Oh, you yeah, get into it. Like, I'm going to take all, all that idiot's chips because he's a donkey, right? Oh, man. And then you get into this one-on-one -on -one battle, and it gets stupid, and you forget what your goal was, <laughs> and you forget the game plan, and you forget how to play poker, and it just becomes a, a, a machismo thing, and you just want to smash this dude, right? <gasps> And then all the money you went up, you lose, and then you donate another couple grand. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Well, let me tell you the secret to that. The Rick. secret. Yeah. Here we go. The secret is that's why girls might be better at poker than men. I just heard him say that you've never beat him, though, I, so Kathy, come uh, on now. But that's okay. Uh, uh, that's okay. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> hey, but we haven't played but that's okay. like that. Here's the truth is that when I play with people that who I know or okay. were uh, our same goals to earn money, you, not to okay. beat each other, okay, so I right. avoid playing hands with him. Oh, okay. But that's the main reason. If game we're playing at home, game. then of course I'm going to 
there's no hope for him. I'm going to try and win. Right? And she'll, she'll tell you, so, I'm the worst home game player on earth. Wow. I'm the first one out. Everybody who's good at poker is a horrible home game player. That's just known. <laughs> wow. Because the reason is, is because everybody else plays so psychotic and wacky and they get dumb luck that it's just, you know. Wow. It's like playing bingo almost. There's okay. no, you can't read the player. All right. There's no, no. The, so, But the main reason why I think, you know, like when I'm the only girl playing at the table, the, you know, casino and the tournament or the live game, is I don't care about being the best, and I don't care about the acknowledgement of being the best. All I care about is taking all their money. Okay. So, therefore, I have no ego. And if I start to – the the problem I have is I get mad if I get really bad luck, you know, where I'm like, what? Plus, How guys come? make stupid moves against but, her because yeah. nobody wants to be, be beat, beat by, by a girl, girl, you know. And so they'll exactly. make a call or they'll do something stupid where they normally wouldn't, you know, because they don't believe that she has the hand, they don't, whatever, you know, or they just don't want to be beat. They don't can't lay down their girl. hand. Like they would normally do or they should do. That's like me trying to get extra spin power on that little wheel on the game of life. I be trying to cheat at life, man. <laughs> I be trying to like, right. let me see if I roll it back three seconds right. and then spin it as hard as I can. Right. You can't cheat life. No. Can't cheat no. Kathy either. She got you red. Get we should play. Eco. Yeah. And, huh? and there's something, not to stay on poker too long, but there's something about, I think everybody's personality is different. But I think women tend to be very intuitive and have feel, whereas a lot of men just take it for, you know, face value or statistically this is this. Um, so if I, if I go with usually my first feeling, I'm usually right. Hey, I'll give, I'll give, you, know? you, a, I'll give you a read or a tell on women. Uh. All right. All right. Here's, 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 here's the one. If you're playing against a woman in a real tournament, where there's either if if it's a live game and and the buy-in is say a couple grand or whatever, or you're playing in a tournament and it's decent money, not not these uh, these crappy little tournaments that are a couple bucks and everybody pushes all their chips in every other hand. I'm talking about a real tournament. If if you're at a table and the and the board comes with a queen on the board. And you're playing against a woman. I promise you, if she leads out with a bet, or is betting the hand heavy, she most definitely 100% has a queen in her hand. That is their favorite hand of all hands. The woman will always tell you that they have a queen in their hand, the way they bet it, and they do have it every single time. So here's the time. difference between how I play versus what you just thought, right? So I know that you're probably going to think that. And so but you I'm guys gonna do, like you guys take do it. charge of the hand. You guys do it. You guys do it though subconsciously because right. it's a queen. You don't know you're doing it, but you do it. Right, but what I was gonna say is that what I'll usually do is try and play the opposite of what you imagine. Or let's say you you've got your read on me and you go, Oh, I know what she's up to. She's slow playing. Well, then I'll not, and I'll have, like, a set of queens or something like but that. But you'll definitely have a queen in your hand. Here's, here's yeah. the smart way to play it. Represent you have the queen, but you really have pocket aces or pocket kings. 
you know. Or nothing. Right. Yeah. Right. But that that's that I I will fold every single time if a woman lays out and there's a queen on the board. Because mm-hmm. I know she's got it. Yeah, also too a good lesson in life to that you can learn from the poker table. But a good lesson is that um sometimes you got to pick your battles and sometimes you just got to say it's not worth it risk right. versus reward and just move on and pick a different hand and definitely so. don't, truth. don't bluff at it truth mm-hmm. <laughs> do not bluff at it so you guys have been listening yeah. to the Bologna Chubby Tribute Show for Mr. Tony Salas or Rolf, I say the name again Rolf Harajo Salas this is the show that we do the Plum and Chubby Show every Wednesday at 6.30. We appreciate you tuning in, joining in. This is my sister Catherine talking about my dad. This show had to be about him. Uh, this is his week. This is where we're going to celebrate his life. Uh, this uh, Thursday and Friday, the 10th, 11th. So you're all welcome to come out. Uh, but this show, uh, if it isn't the normal show that you're used to turning into and uh, you're like, well, this is kind of a little downer or whatever, uh, sorry about your luck. You should have tuned into a different one. <laughs> Next week yeah. will be a little differently. This is about dad. This is my sister coming on. But this is the Plone and Chubby show. I know she's got to get running in a minute here. She, you got yeah. something going on. But we appreciate you coming on. You're welcome anytime. Uh, the people across the world. We, hey, and we can talk about anything. We, can talk like about we just anything. talked about poker. We can talk about anything, whatever. But I uh, appreciate you calling in. And uh, all right, every, thanks every, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Chubby, mm-hmm. that's a little sis right there. Uh, put that in the books there. Got it locked yeah, in. You got it. Thanks, all sister. Right. Thank, Thank you, you sister. Cal. We're gonna uh, continue right, on with a little bit okay. of gibberish, and then we're gonna sign off in a few here. We've been on for a little over an hour, I think. So, uh, okay, bye. Bye, bye kiddo. Thanks. Take it easy. Bye. So that was little sister Catherine. Uh, she's doing uh, got a lot on her plate right now. She's doing all the work for Pops' uh, memorial and all that good stuff. So uh, yeah, we appreciate her and all she's doing. And uh, she gave a little insight to you guys on how she sees them, how you know uh, what her life was with them. And and I think a lot of people have the same kind of feeling and and um, sentiment about uh, about Dad. You know. So that's kind of nice to hear, you know. Sometimes you know somebody and they're one way, and then when they go out and talk to other people or hang out with other people, they're a different person. But he seemed to be the same dude uh, front and back, which is kind of nice, man. You don't get that in a lot of people anymore. So we appreciate that. With all the uh, the the tough times, there was a lot of good times. So nobody's crying, nobody's uh, claiming that uh, they didn't have the life that they deserved or whatever. So uh, everybody's good here at the home front. Uh, everybody's uh, enjoying the time that they had with them. And uh, we just wish we had a little more time with them, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, God's got his plan for him. And uh, he was a firm, firm believer in that. Uh, he was of Jay's tribe, the Holy Roller. Uh, tribe and uh, that's <laughs> he's a firm believer. Me, you know, my my problem has always been that uh, I can be a little uh, what do you call it? Uh, where I tend to overanalyze, I'm suspect to certain things, 
you know, being uh, being what it's supposed to be, and uh, and then I get rubbed wrong by the people that represent, which I shouldn't even be concerned with those people, but uh, that's my problem. Uh, but he uh, believed wholeheartedly in his uh, his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and uh, and he hung on to that till the bitter end. So I got to give it to him for that. That's a lot of faith. So. Um, yeah, that is what it is. So all of y'all out there that uh, that uh, were expecting a little different show, I do apologize, but not really because that is what it is. Uh, uh, that was our dad, and I'm taking this show, and, and uh, that's what we're doing. Yes, and that's so, worthy, very yeah. worthy. Thank you very much for checking and so, um, tuning in and sticking out, hanging out with yeah. us. And uh, I did a, a complete show completely clean. I am not amazed. Right? right? I'm not amazed. No? No. No, maybe Pops will uh, I, talk I me into doing, doing it. More often. All more. the time clean. It's wholesome. Right. It has a I don't know. Of, you guys uh, uh, kind of text in. How you uh, feel? Give your uh, kind of opinion on which way you like it, uh, rough and raw or uh, clean and wholesome. Well, I know that most people that are looking for to sponsor this show and are having a commercial interest oh, yeah. in it, you know, they want their they names want. to be blasted. Sure. And, yeah. I think I can still have fun and still make fun of people and keep it clean. Well, yeah, we can definitely keep it clean. Right. I mean, we have to say a shout out to Mr. O'Brien, who passed today from cancer. It's about William O'Brien uh, from where, Curb Your where, where Enthusiast. Was he from? Um, well, Dave Osborne. The Super Dave stuntman, the comic. Um, it's in L.A. He's in L.A. Uh, oh, Super Dave. Yeah, Super Dave. I remember him. I used to watch him. Super Dave is super cool. <clears throat> so he lost his battle with cancer today. I'm sorry to hear that. And, Rest um, in peace, uh, Super Dave. And um, he's part of the entourage for the Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so he's I, been you know working. The, 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 the guy that... What's his name? David, uh, the, the the guy that Seinfeld, oh, Kirby um, Enthusiasm. Oh, yes. Um, I'm not a big fan. But you have to. They were successful they and all that. They were successful doing. But, but, but not everything successful is is what you enjoy. So right. I, I, n I never really enjoyed him all that much. Okay. But whatever, you know. Okay. But, uh, um, who else? Somebody else passed away. Well, comedian Ricky Harris passed on December 26th. Um, Ricky Harris is... Um, old school... Uh, BET? Yeah, BET comedian, um, producer. Not Ricky Smiley. Not Ricky Smiley. I was looking... When I when my, when my when, when the pop-up came up, I was like, Ricky, Ricky Harris. Right. Ricky, Ricky Smiley popped in my head right. immediately. I was like, oh, no. Because, right. I mean, that would be a tremendous loss. But Ricky Harris was a producer. He was on right. a lot of the... Uh, the Boogie Nights, the, the 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 throwback shows, and original King of Comedy. There you go. Um, so very. So yeah, contrary. tell your family, you know, your loved ones. Um, you know, make sure you spend some time with your people. Um, yeah, you know, you know okay. how long you got with them. No I mean, matter whether young. you like them or not, once they're gone, they're gone. They're so gone. hang out with them. Hang spend out with time them. with them. If you have some kind of little beef or whatever, squash it. It's not worth it. Have, man. Just let it have go. potatoes with that and put that stuff aside. Yeah, just let it go and and just try. Like I had a huge beef. You know, I'm not gonna say why or whatever, but 
you know, you just got to let it go. You know, I tried that whole gangster, you're dead to me thing. That's, I mean, right? I, I, that's happening with my, my wife and her family. And right. so she'll say that she doesn't have a, a certain sister or that yeah. one's dead. I was like, but she lives right around the corner. Yeah, but tell her, let it go. Let it go. No it's matter what, hurt your heart. It's no matter what happened, just let it That's go. That's my man. sister. That's your blood. That's yeah. Just let it go, because later on, it's gonna hurt more. Oh yeah. If oh, you yeah, don't, because you didn't take that time, or you know what, they know where I live. I was like, you know what, but if you're not making the effort, you know. just like you say that, you know, you're not making the effort on your end, you know. Right. So yeah, that's right. But you think they were sitting there, they're waiting for you to make that move, and so then you just, oh, you're dead to me. And Dude, so, why, did, why when they call, when she called, did it ring to my phone? Because it's connected to you. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Um, technology, man. Technology. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Google I'm number tags your local number, so oh. let you know that you got a call. Sweet. You could have rang through and picked it up, but we All wanted right. to catch it on the air and yes. do it live. And we have the technology. We do do this each week, every Wednesday, 6, uh, 6.30-ish. 6.30, yeah. And, um, what time, how long have we been on? Oh, yeah. We, we hour and 45 minutes. Oh, we exceeded our, uh, yeah. So, uh, it, the new that? shows, new shows in development. Um, yeah, I said that with Sigmund Valentine. He just popped in and said, What's up? Did I think it? that says Luis Moreno, my homie, my uh, cat, my dog. Luis Molina. Oh, Molina. Oh, is that my cat, my dog? And Catherine Levinson are watching now. Yeah, so we got a new show that's coming. It's a spinoff of this show. It's with Sigmund Valentine, my homeboy. He stopped in we, real quick. Yeah, he was uh, tuning in earlier, but it's going to be, Yeah, I said that. <laughs> and it'll be mediated by Monique. And uh, we got a preview of that, and that Miss yeah. Monique is going to be something hot. Something I think tight, she'll be all right, but we're going to talk about uh, sports, current events, relationships, all that good stuff. And uh, so look for that in the coming weeks. We are going to get that started out. But uh, if you have a podcast idea, you want to do your own podcast, we are renting out the Plum Chubby Studio for podcasts. Uh, Guy uh, Chubby can... Uh, produce your show and all that stuff with a slight fee. You can come in here, plug in, and you can send your show across America just like we do. We won't be on the show with you. It'll be your, your show, your but thing. you can rent out studio time. Just hit us up, 760-681-6633, or go to our website and leave a message there, which is that guy? Pelonandchubby.podbean.com. Pelone and Chubby, P-E-L-O-A-N. We, we do have a, a website coming uh, pretty soon here. I'll and today, I actually, I want to give a little shout-out. Shout-out to... To our cameraman that took our pictures and all that stuff. Mr. Uh, Mark. No, the, the, our cameraman. <laughs> from yeah. the 91 Octane. From the 91 Octane. Dan, oh, not Danny. No, um, not the Danny. drummer. Yes, uh, uh, John. John Stokes. John, John, what is your last name, John? Pyle. Yeah. Jonathan John Pyle. Pyle, the drummer. It's his birthday today. It's Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, brother. So, uh, Where's uh, those pictures? Anyway. No, he, I got to pay him. I still owe him 50 <laughs> See, bucks. That's, I knew it. But whatever. I knew it. No, it's just a matter of we just haven't connected. That's Man. all. We haven't connected. Yeah, so that website, Venmo, PayPal, give me that website stuff. Website is website. paid for. No, the domain, domain is paid for. Is paid for. Okay. Pelonachubby.com. Pelonachubby.com. We'll so be coming that will be soon. We're going to go website there, channel there, everything there. <sighs> right? Yes. Yes. I'm so you can just tune in to A living embodiment of content, content, content. And then we're going to have the uh, Yeah, I Said That website. 
And then you'll have the channel there also. Oh, man, I almost had a flashback. I wanted to say something little Richard said. What? But content, content, content. Content, content, content. We'll be coming through with a lot more for you in 2019. 2019 is going to be big. second day of the year, but I'm telling you, this is the best day of the year so far. Thank you for calling. Thank you for checking in. And thank you for sticking out with us here. We can do it clean. We can do it mean. We can do it green. Any way you like, as long as you're paying for it. That's what we're doing. Right here on Bologna Chubby. Thanks for tuning in to the Bologna Chubby Show. See ya. That was different. (laughs) Good night, everybody.